1: on this week's rotowire fantasy football podcast brought to you by no house advantage to talk with jeff feinberg who is the uh, our space's biggest chargers fan he's a big fan of omaha stakes big golf and uh, sport and uh, golf better and many other things talk about that more with along with our week 13 looks here on the rotowire fantasy football podcast Hey everybody, welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Jeff Feinberg. You can find Jeff with Mayo, Media, uh, Mayo Media Network. He uh, does a great, great uh, show with uh, Pat Mayo and uh, Tim Anderson. Uh, great stuff this week. Uh, it's about two and a half hours and it feels like 30 minutes uh, on, on Yahoo. Uh, I'm about 30 minutes into it right now uh, for this week's edition. It is fantastic. Go check it out on YouTube. Uh, go check them out on OddsChecker as well. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, Jeff. Happy
2: to uh, join you here. I am doing very well.
1: Good, Good. So let's start chargers right away. Uh, I know you're a huge chargers guy. Uh, I, you know it, it's nice when we have like traditional franchises that aren't always amazing on good runs with elite quarterbacks. You know, I'm a Bengals guy. you're, you're a chargers guy. We're very happy with our quarterbacks right now, and that, that's, not, that's unique in the NFL. There's not too many franchises that say, "Hey, we know we've got our franchise quarterback.
2: The Chargers, I guess we've been very blessed in some ways. Yeah. With the floor, you know, for the most part that, you know, quarterback luck has been on the Chargers side, despite maybe having no other luck whatsoever at all <laughs> over the course of my fandom, Jeff. But yeah, it is beautiful that that 2020 class. Um, it just seems like it could be one for the ages. Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Hertz is a part of it. Uh, yep. i guess that means Jordan love show us what you got buddy because all your your classmates have been uh, truly outstanding and despite i guess everybody wanting to keep like quarterback rivalries alive forever it is possible all of them are just gonna be outstanding
1: yeah and you know almost all of them in the afc it's it's crazy i feel bad for teams that don't have their quarterback right now um or they, they thought they had it and missed. say the Broncos for instance there where it's just not only do they not have it but they gave up so much capital to get it it is it's short of maybe the uh, Herschel Walker trade is maybe one of the worst trades in football history so far listen my favorite storyline of the year this year
2: has been Seattle Uh, clearly they overachieved from everybody's September summertime sort of expectations and now they find themselves in a playoff battle but Just the story out of Seattle this year, how they've been able to be so ultra competitive under Pete Carroll and the juxtaposition that has happened in Denver. And there couldn't be a situation worse. Uh, You know, in Arizona you go three and out four and out three, four straight times when you could put the chargers away, you give up seven yards on the ground and you can't get a first down. That's embarrassing. And they got a problem, but their problem only exists in money. Unlike Denver, who's handing at the moment over, Jeff, the third overall pick, or maybe it's the fourth overall pick right now, um, going into Seattle's hands. I snicker at that one quite regularly. And I will not I will enjoy that as long as they they let
1: me. I, I don't feel bad for
2: Denver <laughs> one
1: bit. And on top of that, Geno Smith's been a good story, you know. I like redemption stories like anyone else. The fact that he escaped some really toxic situations with the Jets and the Giants, among others, uh, and has had this redemption arc, that's been fun too.
2: Yeah, every part of this Seattle, like there's so many layers to being able to enjoy what's gone on in, in Seattle this year. And I mean, in hindsight, he played better than Russell Wilson did you know, pretty much last year when he got to uh, relieve him when Russell was out with that hand injury. At least it seemed like he was able to get the ball to the good receivers in Seattle um, last year, which at the time we may have been giving Russell a free pass on, not anymore.
1: Yeah, Bill Barnwell did a deep dive on Russell uh, on ESPN this week and uh, talked about all the different ways it's gone bad. And it's, It's remarkable to see just the utter collapse, like things that he was good at, you know, red zone used to be like his thing you yeah, know super bowl not included uh you know that that's been a disaster he's like the nut low right now on that i can't
2: i did not expect russell wilson to sort of end this amazing trajectory of veteran quarterback movement uh mm-hmm. you know we like obviously brady and stafford go in and win super bowls and that's amazing but you know, even to pick from my own little thing. And like Rivers goes to Philly and they win 11, a Philly goes to Indy and they win 11 games. Like it just seemed like Russell Wilson wasn't going to be the quarterback who ended this um, great play uh, in this, you know, veteran quarterback movement that, you know, to football fans like us, that didn't happen when we were younger. Right. Um, You know, it's sort of this newer thing. And it does seem like Russell's popped a balloon on that one is he fixable is this or is this it i it's different because there's levels of mobility that that you know as you get older that your brady's and even your staffords to an extent but you know we didn't really ask or require of them uh he required you know a level of of um instinctive magic and that does appear like that's not going to come back
1: right he he scrambles far less than he used to. Let alone design runs, and we're seeing the NFL so many teams like they need to have that mobile quarterback. It, it's it's really a big deal. So uh, you know if that's not part of his game, yeah, I wonder. I, I know we know there's going to be a coaching change. We there has to be. We, we ha- they have to fix that part of it there, and we'll see if that maybe can fix him. Get an offensive-minded coach. I don't know who that coach is going to be though.
2: I really like George Patton, the general manager there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have no. Known- I mean, I would be happy as a fan of a rival team if they decided to to let him go as well. It does. I mean, you can't replace Russell, the cap, the contract. There's so many elements to that. They have to revive the coaching situation, and I'm I'm sure that they will try. It will not be a very – I mean, listen, everyone wants an NFL head coaching job, but, I mean, I would rather – who wouldn't rather start their job with a clean slate and a draft pick than sort of be pressed upon what's going to be pressed upon right. um, head coaching candidates in 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 Denver this winter?
1: Yeah, it, it's really a remarkably tough situation there. Another tough situation in division: the Raiders. Uh, I, I you know, they they have to make a decision on Carr this offseason. You know, they after this kind of they're, they're recovering the last couple of weeks, but it's been a disaster in their own right. And Carr is had some really horrible, horrible games as part of that there. They have to decide if he's the guy they're going to build around. If they got to start over too.
2: Yeah. And this little, you know, two week mini win streak of back to back overtime games, Jeff, it sort of warms my heart knowing that a Melvin Gordon goal line fun fumble started this little yes. resurgence for the Raiders at the moment who uh, should make for an, a very entertaining game this weekend versus my chargers. The Raiders, you know, they won every close game last year that they did. And even if they were a better football team, like a lot of us thought they would be, maybe they weren't going to win more games because every break went their way uh, last year. It does seem like they are starting to find some comfort zone. I don't know. Um, you know how the chargers are going to get to the quarterback i don't know how they're going to uh, account for asante samuel uh, uh sorry um Devontae adams in, in that matchup this weekend raiders got a really hard schedule and it's probably too little too late but they've probably you know they've poured some cold water on on the on the hot seats at least for the moment
1: yeah that one i think last i saw chargers were up to a 2 point favorite in that one there uh I have a hard time. I have, I have trust issues with the Chargers being a road favorite, even though I think they play pretty well on the road this year. Uh, I, I don't know what to make out of this game. What do you, What's your take on this game?
2: Yeah, I mean, as a um, – I like that the Raiders have played back-to-back overtime games. I think that's a situation that I blindly would probably like to fade as a, as a better, despite my bias. I have a lot of concerns, though, with the Chargers, Jeff, Outside of Justin Herbert, everything is pretty much a concern for me. Now, I don't know if Corey Lindsley is going to be out of concussion protocol. That would be a disaster. They're already yeah. down their left tackle, their right tackle. Lindsley didn't come out of halftime. And you notice the Chargers struggled up the gut with the Arizona rush as they took full advantage of, of, of that. He is, um, you know, when he left every game he hasn't played in uh, has almost made a bigger impact than them missing Rashawn Slater on the outside. Right. So that from an injury perspective, and there's always something from an injury perspective with Charger fans are hyper-focused on, On that would be it. I don't know how teams, like, I don't know why the Chargers, I'm amazed the Chargers have six wins. And to me, it has to all be Justin Herbert because they get attacked and attacked on the ground And I saw they are the worst rushing defense in the modern era this year. As Charger fans, we begged for some level of league median rushing defense. We didn't even, like, get to improve to, like, 25th rank rushing defense. (laughs) It makes it so hard. It it really does. I'm still – not to turn this on Arizona – but I feel like as a football fan, we learned so much more about Arizona, Kingsbury, Murray, than we did about Herbert and Staley last week.
1: I yeah, mean, the I Chargers
2: didn't do much. Arizona literally kept going three and out. And if you're going to give Justin Herbert four chances in the like third, fourth, like he's finally going to score a touchdown. Um, I don't know how Arizona couldn't get a first down against the Chargers in the fourth quarter. That's unfathomable to me when their run defense can just get gashed um, so effortlessly. And that is why I'm I'm sort of at my wits end with Brandon Staley. seems like a wonderful guy fantasy, you know, other than those punts versus the chiefs, I would like to him to get back to more of a craziness. He hasn't been crazy enough for me this year, but this is a defensive minded head coach. He was a defensive coordinator in the NFL and when your run defense can't get out of 32, like that's just a, that's just it for me. That means it's like a pizza place that can't even make a cheese pizza. Like I don't care (laughs) about their fancy exotic new age. I'm not going to try those if they can't even make me a basic cheese, right? I'm not going to experiment on your menu. If you don't even do the pepperoni well enough. So that's sort of like where I'm at with, with, Stanley, he likes to go for it on fourth down. I don't know what other positive quality there is. That's, I guess, a lot of ways to say there are still concerns for all that's gone weird in Raiderland this year. It's been so disappointing for the Chargers. I so wish they could, you know, be having this November, December catapult like it feels like your Bengals are currently having Uh, You know, all your concerns of a month, five weeks ago, like out of the so gone now, like you probably laugh at some of your thoughts that you had a month ago about the Bengals as they're so ready to take on crunch time. I don't have any confidence that the Chargers are are there. Yeah, fortunate.
1: Bo said it's been 10 weeks. They told me six to 10 weeks, Jeff. Yeah. And I, I haven't heard anything. That's the funny thing about Bosa It's like, you know, usually you hear some rumblings, you hear a little bit of extra talk about it. You haven't heard anything about Bosa. It's going
2: slowly, but like we know from Bosa's, this isn't a knock. They don't come back at 80%. Like they are, he will be 110%. Like that's just how he, how, you know, and you can't not, when they're out there, they're incredible. Um, so, yeah, that's been a slow one. I kind of earmarked maybe next week versus Miami, but there's not even reports he's coming off IR to practice. So, yeah, I'll put that one back in the oven. Um, yeah, if, but if they listen, I say all this, if they beat the Raiders, they're seven and five and maybe right. still possibly frisky, but expectations are the devil and the, they were high. I was excited and it's just every game has been just um, a war of attrition for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It has. Uh, and you know, that, that Miami game next week that's been flexed to Sunday night. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Thank God we don't have to see the Broncos on Sunday night again. Uh, nobody needs to see that, but uh, yeah, I, I, it, it'll be, a, it's going to be out there on full display. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we do get Bosa back, you know, and it, it's just funny. They spent all that money on defense and, you know, JC Jackson was terrible and then got hurt. Yeah. Uh you know, losing Bose has been miserable. What's your thoughts on how Khalil Max been playing? He's been great. Yeah. He has been everything
2: you could ask for. I would hope to trade a second round pick again next year to get another one of them. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's been healthy, that's like in and of itself has been a godsend because it kind of feels like him and Derwin James are the only layers of, of defense and max production. I mean, listen. It's like Kyle Van Noy rushing the quarterback on the other side. It's embarrassing. I think the Chargers get the fifth least pressure on QBs in the league. You know, Derek Carr should probably have no problem finding his receivers. You hope the same that Herbert will do. Uh, you know, match them score for score. But um, yeah, Max been Max been great. He's yeah. had some huge moments, some big turnovers and strip sacks. He, I, I there's no. He is He's on a small handful of players I,
1: I'm not upset with ever at the yeah. this year. Week one against the Raiders, he was yeah. huge, massive in that game. All right, our uh, title sponsor is our friends from No House Advantage. Uh, we're going to share a note from them right now. No, no House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play and pick them contests versus other people for the shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or the individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code Wire. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app or on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience Daily Fantasy Sports Redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this.
3: This RotoWire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I could tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor, it's the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals, they are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor's also tailored to your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com/rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com/rotowire50.
0: Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Jeff Erickson here with Jeff Feinberg. You can find Jeff on the uh, Mayo Media Network. Uh, Great stuff. Uh, Great, great, great uh, week 13 uh, uh, podcast or video, I guess, on YouTube. Uh, You know, podcast slash video. It's awesome. Check it out. Um, And a lot of good stuff there. I I just love the banter you guys have. I, I just, you can tell you enjoy doing, you can tell you enjoy each other's company.
2: Yeah. uh, That's something that, um, you know, Pat has really been good at, uh, cultivating and hosting, but yeah, we just have a good time. We like making fun of each other and, and talking football and, you know, we're just passionate about the things in football for which we are passionate, uh, about. And on that show, we all have our quirks.
1: And I like that uh, encourages that it comes out. It's beautiful. Uh, I think it's so much fun to, uh, to listen to every week. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Deshaun Watson coming back this week against the Texans. Jeff, I have no idea what to expect out of Watson this week. What do you think? I am maybe more
2: bullish than most. I don't think for a guy who, you know, putting everything aside, just premier athlete, premier quarterback, couple drives before he gets his feet wet. He'll be hyper familiar with the um, sort of surroundings in, in many respects, you can lean on the run game. Just the fact that the, so many things can come off the play action for, for him yeah. getting the matchup that, you know, I know that there's a lot made of it because it's his former team, but it's a pretty soft landing spot to sort of make your return Uh, not be asked to do too much get your feet wet I'm I am expecting
1: Deshaun Watson at some point in that football game yeah uh and the thing is Houston is almost as bad as the Chargers at stopping the run uh and the Browns really good at running the ball It seems like a good combo there I think Chubb's gonna go crazy in this game and then the play action off of that should really work pretty well yeah
2: I again I I'm quite confident I would um you know, I think that this could mean a lot. I know there's a lot of excitement, like in fantasy circles about Nunjoku. I mean, just for Watson alone, he's probably the most talented, most athletic tight end he's ever played with. I know for years, uh, I don't even like we're all starting guys like Owen Daniels and some jabroni tight ends out and out in Houston, just to, you know, sort of get some of that drip from the talent that was on those offenses over those years. So, uh, nice, easy throws off run sets to Ninjoku and possession guys like Amari. I, I think uh, maybe a drive, maybe two. I just such a premier athlete like that. I don't think it's going to take long at all for him to feel comfortable. Not not weeks, like quarter singular would be my my
1: my um, expectation. I can see it, and you'll probably get lots of chances because the Houston offense is just awful right now. Just as bad as he gets and if he is playing
2: well like if you're the browns you have to expect like the mandate is for to do everything you can for him to just look amazing to try every, every with every touchdown i know this is a very football and a very naive way of looking at things but you know, within all the noise, like just make him look amazing. So this off season, the noise can be that much less surrounding him, you know? So every, every effort of that organization is going to be behind not only him looking good, Jeff, but from his fantasy perspective, as long as he's not caught in like a blizzard or a windstorm, like we've seen in Cleveland, like fantasy points galore. I, I, maybe I'm overshooting it. But that's, in my opinion, the the organizational objective in December.
1: I think so, uh, especially because, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to make the playoffs sitting at four and seven. So they can focus on that. Um, I've got him at 10 this week among my quarterbacks. I have Watson there. I might move him actually ahead of uh, Cousins and Tua because uh, I, I don't like Tua's matchup, uh, especially if Taron Armstead doesn't play. Yeah, uh, so I, I
2: mean, reading our, each other's mail, I have him at 10 as well. I have him a little bit behind to uh, maybe as we get closer to that Dolphin game and you sort of yeah, – this to everything to his done has been amazing. But there is the caveat the last four weeks he hasn't played a defense that's like worse than – better than 26th or something in football. Now a true cream of the crop pass rush – we will maybe me see if water finds its level a bit. I, I still have two of though, uh, ahead of Deshaun. I have two of maybe too high at number seven this week.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Uh, I'm not really sure what to make of that big matchup. might rain actually in San Francisco too. Something to watch for there a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like those. Uh, not too many. Only Kyler is really the only guy that this week that's on a buy that we have to worry about that you would have otherwise started. If you're trying to pick somebody up for him, are you picking up Mike White? Are you starting him against Minnesota? I,
2: I'm not inclined too much to make that uh, move. The bears, the bears a lot, a lot. And Mike White made the throws. He made the easy throws. He made the right throws. Um, you know, obviously the Vikings made, made, uh, Mac Jones look great. I, I'd maybe try to get a little sneakier. Uh, like I'm a little bullish on uh, Pickett potentially versus Atlanta, finally activating those receivers. Atlanta puts the least amount of pressure on any quarterback, um, in the league. I'm quite bullish on Pittsburgh as a whole for this week and in some fantasy, and even um, you know, they probably my my favorite bet of the of the Sunday slate. uh that's not to hate on Mike White, but uh I might be pivoting
1: to some other bad fantasy options. Does the fact that you do a show with Tim Andercust, uh does that influence your opinion on Mike White at all? No, I
2: wouldn't, you know, it's actually I like the Jets. I'm a fan of the um of the Jets. I've always had a soft spot for the Jets. I have family that lives in New York and loves the Jets. So You know, sometimes I wish I want to hate, hate the Jets more, but (laughs) yeah, no, I don't. I mean, Tim Anderson has an insane person's view on Mike White. And I know a lot of like realist Jets fans are a little worried that Mike White presents some fool's gold. But if you're a Jets fan at this point, like you go throw everything out the window and do everything you can to just want to see them play a playoff game. It doesn't even matter who is at at quarterback they've been through so much bad sure that at this point make the most of this season's opportunity and worry about getting middling quarterback play this off season. i guess
1: yeah uh as a fe- fellow fan of a tr- traditionally downtrodden team I do like seeing the Jets do well. Um, So, you know, I I always kind of have that sort of empathy there. And they, I mean, they've got so much talent around it there. You know, Garrett Wilson looks, looks the part. The defense looks amazing. You know, sauce, sauce Gardner is obviously awesome. You know, they're, they're they're putting it together. A lot. Yeah. Some really great drafts.
2: It's scary to think how good they could have been if they actually hit on that
1: QB pick. Yeah. and That's the thing they've done this multiple times i don't think mike mike white's a long term solution i think he's a mr right now uh, but uh, i i don't know what they're going to do this off season. i think that's going to be a very big challenge for them because they're not going to have that elite draft pick spot they're not going to have i don't think there's too much out there on the waiver wire to pick up either yeah we we
2: will see how it all sort of shakes out i mean from your jimmies to a uh, car to who knows how the Aaron Rodgers situate like there, there could be a level of musical chairs i would say that if i am any of those guys the jet situation feels as attractive as as any um in in some regards it does feel like a really talented roster that with some plug and play quarterback situations uh make you
1: look good yeah that's right that's right uh so i i'm I I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, what their decision is. And cause that's going to spill over to a lot of different other teams too. And that division is just so hyper competitive right now too. Cause you know, the bills are going to be in for a really long time. Uh, the dolphins look like they're going to be a competitive team for a long time. Well, are, are you, are you buying into Tua? Are you buying into him being a top 10 quarterback the rest of the way? And maybe next year too. I mean, listen, like a lot of people, I was
2: hard on Tua. Like our eyeballs weren't lying to us. It didn't look good. It didn't look right. And so much of it in a nutshell can show you, you know, just, you know, how much can change if you support your quarterback at your quarterback or coach that will play to his strengths, get weapons to his strengths, Uh, obviously as a bias in the thing with getting Herbert, them leaving Herbert, me being able to sort of like snicker at that over the first couple of years, but to like not to 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 not sort of like renege your two year old two takes, you'd have to be a moron now. Like you'd have to just that wouldn't be fair. That wouldn't be fair under pressure. That's what I like him the most, Jeff. It's that he's making these like 10 to 15 yard throws while under pressure as good as anyone in the league. That's a telltale sign for me. And, you know, people like to sort of throw stones at me and Dolphin fans are, you know, they're having the laugh at the moment as if the final tally is going to be wins at the age of 24. I mean, who who knows? Maybe once they feel they're better than Herbert substantially in their minds, they'll be coming after you and Joe Burrow, these two anons. Um, (laughs) That being said, don't hate us like your owner. Tried to get three other quarterbacks, right? Like, right? don't, don't, you know? I'm a biased Chargers fan. Go pick on the other 150 paid NFL pundits who said he wasn't good, or his owner who tried to replace him three times. That's, yeah, you know, I am pro. Way. I'm pro Tua now. I love what I'm seeing. I'm jealous of Mike McDaniel, um, you, you know, because. He just seems way better than than Staley in so many regards. Well on that like train of you know that that just tree of like new age fun fourth down coaches. This guy seems way more real than the one the Chargers got from the dollar store. Uh, <laughs> yeah no so I'm in on on Tua. He I am I am in on on Tua. It's hard not to be especially with those sure weapons. They're I are mean, so the, fun to watch yeah and and there's a lot like their next three games they are in san francisco then they're going to stay out west to play the chargers on sunday night and then they play buffalo in buffalo so you know the chargers sort of like the cream filling of this let's see what the dolphins are oreo over the next three weeks but i think a lot of football fans are intrigued to see a what tua would do in december and what they'll do against better defenses but I'm in. I'm buying in. He's he's fine. Dolphin fans are fine. Like yeah,
1: they yeah, good for them. Unifying theme between us, Dolphin fans and Char- and Chargers fans and Bengals fans is hell. Crappy owners. I mean, yeah, I- we all suck. We all <laughs>
2: suck. If hey, one of us like listen, the Chargers played this game. I watched Roethlisberger and Eli both win two Super Bowls. Rivers couldn't beat Manning and Brady in back to back weeks to get to one. Like we just mm-hmm. weren't. We couldn't do it. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it's burrow into again the super bowls and I'm left, you know, empty pockets again, but in the end, like it's all that matters. And we're all, we're all just have had not much fun. And it's good to see, like you said, I'm happy to see the lions, even the bit like any loser franchise that we've been kicked down in this NFL ecosystem. I always love seeing, you know, get their comeuppance once in a while. So I do.
1: Yeah, I do for sure. Um. So, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, big, big three game stretch. Uh, as you're, as you're saying, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Uh, we got to share another note uh, from our good friends at uh, Pickett. They are a new sponsor for us. Pickett is a social bet tracking app that takes out all the hassle of tracking your bets and performance over time. Pickett connects to every major U.S. sportsbook, whether it's DraftKings, FanDuel, or others, and DFS pick'em provider uh, like Prize Picks or Underdog or Thrive and more. Once you hook up all your sportsbook. Pickett does all the heavy lifting to slice and dice your betting data. You'll get detailed historical PL, graphs, breakdowns by team, sports, bet, player, bet type, and more. You can also line shop for the best odds across linked Sportsbooks to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. When your bets are live, you can track the scores and stats of the games that you bet on, as well as player prop updates for most major player prop markets. No more switching between your Sportsbook app and different score apps. By far the biggest differentiator is that Pickett syncs history and bets from all legal major sportsbooks. There is no manual entry to require to track your bets. Once you have your accounts linked, it's effortless from there. The social feed and community is what turns Pickett from just a bet tracking app to a home for betting where you can learn from others. See what others are doing and find verified content to inform your betting decisions. Visit pickett.com, that's P-I-K-K-I-T.com to download the Pickett app today. I in mean, California, wish I had that ability to bet on said sports books, but, you know, maybe in another lifetime. Good luck. I know. Right. It's just a mess out here. Um, yeah. I mean, can you believe how badly the props lost out here in this last election? I just I, I can't believe people aren't that against sports betting. It must be just that the, 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 the props themselves were just terrible. Yeah,
2: I can I I don't know how they're worded or or what the confusion is, but I was quite surprised he'd lopsided. Never surprised to see it go down, but mm-hmm. like
1: it almost went down in a super majority, which kind of caught me off guard. Oh, it did. It was like 84% yeah. against on uh, the the DraftKings one. Part of the problem is there's two of them and they're competing against each other, like actively competing against each other. Like trying to make the make sure the other failed. One's run by the Indian casinos yeah, there was one uh, yeah. by uh, DraftKings yeah. and FanDuel and all that and they tried to be uh, also they tried to do things that beyond just sports betting. Like the the, the DraftKings one was like, "Okay, we're going to cure homelessness with this." Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Come on. Um, and then the the Indian casino one wanted to be able to like chase all the card rooms out of business cuz that's competitive competitive to them. So there was there was a lot of other stuff at stake there as well and I think they are just people just said, "Screw it. I don't want any of this." So, uh, anyways, I will just Watch over the people bet on their phones and I can I can do like prize picks, I can do that, but that's about it. Uh, they
2: made it legal where I live now and it's more annoying than ever. Like we is can, it really? yeah, like I can't play DraftKings. Yeah? Yeah. And prize picks. None of those games are available in Ontario at the moment.
1: Oh, you're in yeah, you're in Ontario. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you can't even do NFBC and FFC either. Uh which is just crazy. I stopped crazy.
2: About- Yeah. I got buddies that literally drive to Niagara to
1: set lineups. It's just awful. Just awful. So stupid. Uh, Yeah. We can't have these adult conversations and it's just, there's always these competing interests. Anyways, rant, 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 but let's move on. Uh, Talk running backs here for a sec. Uh, We got a lot of uncertain running back situations this week. A lot of injuries guys were not sure if they're going to play starting with your game, Josh Jacobs against the chargers. Uh, You know, Jacobs, Had the calf strain. Uh, He aggravated it late, aggravated it so much that he ran for 86 yards for a game winning touchdown in overtime against the Seahawks. But he's probably not going to practice all this week. What do you make out of this?
2: Yeah, I haven't. I don't see Josh Jacobs not playing in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, Although I will say, you know, the workload could be down. uh, It doesn't matter who the running back is. Like bring in the backup. He will get over five and a half yards of carry versus the Chargers. Uh, I could I don't see Jacobs missing the game, but I could see him potentially not having that like Bell Cow um role in this one. And the Chargers will put no pressure on Carr. Seattle can actually put some pressure on quarterbacks. The Chargers are putting none on him. They will find an advantageous game script passing the football as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, and Eckler's going to catch like 10 passes this game too uh, because that's what teams do against the Raiders and that's what the Chargers have been doing too lately. Uh, just throwing and throwing and throwing some more to him. I love it.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, Eckler gets fed all day and Justin Herbert's a dot with 47 attempts stays at four freaking yards. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's ridiculous. I get there are injuries on the O-line and the receiving core, but... Just find a matchup and let Herbert chuck it, and there's still a thirty percent chance there's a pass interference because the ball he throws is is going to be, you know, pretty accurate. I, I don't I don't know Joe Lombardi's a disaster, but in for my world, but for the fantasy world, it's gold for Austin Eckler. Like for it's sure, just, it's just fountains of it. Not to say Eckler wouldn't produce. The Chargers did throw the ball deeper downfield, but everything they do. Sets up for Eckler to be fed, and defenses have no issue, Eric. Uh, Jeff, letting the Chargers, you know, just sort of dink their way down because it's only a matter of time before we'll take a penalty, we'll shoot ourselves in the foot, we'll stall in the red zone. (laughs) Teams would much rather just let the Chargers beat him that way than give Herbert those, you know, 20 yard seamers. So,
1: yeah, do you think that's all on Lombardi? I think it's some of its personnel. I mean, they don't have a deep guy, do they? OK, they a lot of it is personnel and,
2: and someone that's obsessed with the team. And, you know, I hear Staley get grilled on it or he did at least this week, finally, because the a dot numbers on her it's just so embarrassing for a player of that skill set and talent to not be trying. And, you know, Keenan and, and and Mike Williams have been on the field apparently this year together, 40 snaps. They've lost yeah. both tackles. Their center keeps going in and out. Staley makes it as if, you know, every week they pick a strategy that will help them win the game the most based on who they're playing and the personnel they have. But I don't know what to make of it because to never try to really unleash him, that just seems like the most counterproductive operation in 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 the world. So I'm as frustrated as most. But again, it comes back to Eckler being solid and, And you're right. It's person like Keenan Allen's a great possession receiver. Mike Williams is gonna go high point, but he's not gonna beat you like in a in a speed burner. And Josh Palmer has, in some ways, potentially turned into um, you know he doesn't run deep and a guy that there have been some rumblings between injury and contract that if they did move on from Keenan Allen, could fit right into that place in the offense. Sure. Um, Yeah. You know, that's easy to say with words. True. We, you know, because um, Allen catches a lot of balls. But it's a long-winded way of me saying, I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. But when you see what Joe Lombardi's
1: done everywhere else, it's easy to blame. He's easy to blame. Sure, sure. And, and it's roster construction, too. I mean, an injury to Jalen Guyton shouldn't it be disqualifying in terms of, like, being able to take the top off a of defense. I mean, if, if you're that thin with that, that, that capability, then that's a failure in the off season because you can find somebody, anybody. I'm surprised they didn't make a trade at the trade deadline for a receiver. I, I thought that was a natural idea there.
2: Thought about it. Uh, I don't know. I was so down on the team that week. I didn't want them trading. any assets. <laughs> Like <laughs> picks, for
1: to just help a losing cause. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, move on. You said you like the uh, Steelers and the uh, Steelers on that Steelers Falcon side of things. We don't know if it's going to be Najee Harris. that's going to play. He's got the abdominal injury. They said he reportedly avoided a major injury. I don't know what that means because first of all, it's Ian Rappaport. Uh, secondly, it's you know, it, it's very vague. Uh, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but I do like that matchup. Uh, I, I do think you can move the ball against Lana both on the ground and definitely in the air. Yeah, I'm very bullish
2: on uh, Pittsburgh. And I don't care if Najee plays or doesn't play. Pittsburgh, uh, you know, a lot of their stats, like, there are a lot of things. It doesn't account for – you have to sort of take away those Trubisky weeks and sort of look at how well they have played since Watt has been back on defense. Other than, you know, they clawed for about two and a half quarters versus the Bengals a couple weeks ago. And they just didn't have the horses to keep up, as we've sort of seen since he is now sort of trajecting to where I think many of us believed. But Pittsburgh's last month has been really, really good. Yes. And I think they're, they're, they're num- the market is not fully caught on in some respects. Uh, Pickett just getting more comfortable. Now we're going in, in indoors, as I mentioned, a team that puts no no pressure on quarterbacks. If you want to evaluate a young quarterback, let him play Atlanta and then, you know, make an evaluation, at least how he can see the game and go through progressions, because he'll have time to go to his fourth read on pretty much every snap the way they get at they they close a backfield.
1: Yeah, and especially no weather elements this week. Last week, at least you could blame the rain Um, this week. You know, indoors, no pass rush should be ideal. I agree. I like I like the setup a lot there for Pickett. Uh, and he showed he's got he's looked better, uh, especially like you said against Cincy for about two and a half quarters. They were moving the ball. They were doing some zone reads with him, that I thought were pretty effective. He seems to have a connection with Pickens. I, I like that setup a lot.
2: Yeah, and you know maybe it's the game that Deontay finally gets off. Uh, you know, gets going. I I I'm actually wouldn't be afraid to to sort of buy low on him at this moment. Yeah, this week in in DFS. Maybe I'll even bet in any time, Deontay. Like, if it's not going to happen here, just give up.
1: (laughs) Well, if you can run forward after catching the ball this week, that that (laughs) That would be a plus. Yeah, Yeah, I saw a couple of those against the Colts where he ran backwards. That was was awesome. Super awesome and fun, Uh, especially if you have him. I turned down, like, I kind of hold on to Deontay, and I lost some running backs in one league and some trade offers and totally regret that. But, yeah, maybe this week is the week. You're right uh we got one more note to do and then i want to delve more into like you i want to talk a little bit more about your background and what you do and all that but first football is officially back on monkey knife fight with all the nfl action that you're looking for and if college football is more your speed they've got plenty of that too on monkey knife fight there's no sharks no salary caps and no math it's just easy to play easy to win daily fantasy player props join now at MonkeyKnifeFight.com, and you'll get your first game free then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So, what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. I'm here with Jeff Feinberg. You can catch him on at Oz Checker. You can also catch him at uh, the Mayo Media Network. Uh, Jeff, you do a lot a lot in the golf space. You do a lot in the sports betting space as well. How would you get into it?
2: How did I get into it? I started many years ago, just out of school, applied for an internship, and in- you know, luck luck is a part of so many things yeah. like, that you just can't deny it. And I got accepted to an internship. And well, my buddy who also applied and got accepted, got put in like archives and tapes, which is essentially like they want like a Ravens Browns highlight. You go from four years ago, you go fetch it for them. I got put into the serious satellite radio division where I was just an intern for Gabe uh, morenzi and cam Stewart and that just got me into the industry I you know grunted there produ- you know just someone leaves a job as my internship is ending I get offered a job I gotta produce sports betting content uh like way back like a covers radio show way back nice. in the day uh, go from there to you know TSN which is like uh, Canada's ESPN in many respects to to make that sort of comparison and again long before gambling is legal but we're you know we're making it part of content we're getting told by the bosses that like there's nothing there there's no future no one cares (laughs) uh know these are these trust me anyone who's been around like they were part of it uh or you know had that pretty much told to them or not even that no one cares but just that It was just so frowned upon, like it was still in that sort of um, era. So long story short, I just kind of always and I still consider myself that like a behind the scenes guy and, you know, helping produce the content in the news pits. And, you know, as luck would have it, I I meet Pat Mayo, who's been so good. Uh, I would almost like say at the like cutting edge of of this like youtube sports do your own thing like movement that, um sports and, betting yeah golf, sports, you name it he's, betting been, and, he's a visionary and, yeah he's awesome. and i i meet yeah. pat and we notice that we both uh like everyone loves football everyone thinks they're an expert at football like i don't even mean that derogatory we 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 spend sundays watching most of us go sit in front of seven screens with our buddies we see it all it's easy to take in um You know, we all sort of feel like we know it that well. And there is so much football content out there. But Pat was wisely like, we love golf. We love betting on golf. There's not anyone that is sort of doing golf content like they would do basketball content or football content. Just like you love the sport and you love to bet on it. You love to make good bets. You love to make most of them bad bets. Um, (laughs) And we kind of just started with with there and yeah that golf betting content it it really feels like there were wasn't much in that space and we like a lot of things just better to be lucky lucky than than good we got lucky hit hit a couple winners people enjoyed our entertainment and since then you know pat has built something real special that i you know just like to say i'm fortunate enough to be uh you know uh, for lack of a better term like his uh, dingleberry on and that's been very (laughs) exciting and you know now sports betting is just so much a part of the ether and the opportunities within that have um you know are are still expanding and it's been it's been fun and exciting and and different and you know i come from a time where You wouldn't even say, like, I worked for hosts who wouldn't even say who their favorite team was because I don't want the audience to know I'm a Steeler fan. Like, I don't want them to know that, like, think that my takes on the the Ravens would be biased in any regard. Like, no, like, you just show your true colors, be who you are. That's what people resonate to. That's what people um, relate to. You know, and we never try to sell ourselves as the smartest guys in the room or the sharpest bettors, but we like to bet. We we like to bet for fun. Sometimes we take our bets a little too seriously, but we're pretty transparent as to
1: who who we are in this thing. And I think that's an important part of that too, because in this space, there are those that are less than transparent. People who sell picks, you know, often are that way. And you can kind of, swing at them a little bit uh and you know they you know if the thing is you are transparent about it and, and, and golf in particular is such a good sport it lends itself so well to that to dfs to betting sports betting even i, I play, i've been a season-long auction golf league for over 20 years yeah. um it, wow. it's a great sport every week we got a tournament it's always on television you get this you know, if you're if a player is in the mix yeah sometimes we complain about the coverage they don't show certain golfers enough or whatever but really I mean the the options are amazing right now.
2: yeah and, and like with golf or golf betting, there's so many ways you can go about it from DFS to daily matchups to tournament matchups to you know just guys over underscores like on your prop picks to you know you like to I like to take the big swings at the outright winners. but so many people like golf betting, it's really exploded because, you know, everyone has always known how and why they bet the other sports and golf. You've, people bet majors, I guess, historically. But you, like, set a lineup or you do just dabble into golf betting. It can become, I guess, for lack of a better term, like, addictive. Like, so many people have, like, spoken to Pat and I and mentioned, like, you just do one time and you just catch a bug. Like, it's yeah. like you get, you get hooked. And that's great to hear you've had a pool for, for 20 years. And I would say one of the reasons that brought, like, this little niche golf betting community together was that, you know, we all have friends, we all play golf, and people like to watch golf. They like to watch the Masters. Everyone knows Tiger and a handful of other players. But there was truly nowhere I could go amongst my friends to have a conversation about, like, Alex Noren. Like yeah. <laughs> there was no, I had no, and these are like my friends love sports, bet on sports, they play all the fantasy of all the major leagues, but you know there's still like a void in in like being able to talk golf unless I wanted to talk about one of like eight players, um, you know, and now it's it's really exploded and and that's awesome and and fun to see, and you know at the same time it does sort of feel like golf. Like, from a, a professional standpoint, is kind of like got this uh, feeling about it at the moment for a plethora of reasons. But, sure. you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I love playing golf. I love watching golf. I love watching the best players in the world hit great shots, hit bad shots, and I enjoy betting on it.
1: I love it. It's awesome. I mean, I'm just a sports nerd. I love every sport. I mean, I, I find almost everything. I'm so into the world cup. I'm so yeah. into, uh, you know, I, I have a hoops league. I've got a hockey league. Uh, you know, I, I love it all. It's awesome. And I love that we have outlets for it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. Listen for all the, you know, and it's very like topical, you know, right now, like Twitter gets such a rap for being the cesspool, which we all like, have seen it. We've all yeah. been part of it it doesn't take you don't have to veer off like the niche you enjoy on twitter to see that cesspool but 99.9 percent of the interactions i have on there with like-minded not that we agree on everything about sports but like we like sports we like golf like like are are so positive um yes are are, are so positive that like i see what you know the news says about twitter but that's truly not my personal experience i don't know whether that's you know cuz you can curate your your way around it better but being able to enjoy like minded you know people yes. like i said i didn't have like i have got buddies who love sports cuz i could call them anytime talking about any tight end in the league i couldn't call them to talk about like the upcoming young guns on the PGA tour. Right. Like I, there's just nowhere to have those conversations. So um I I enjoy the discourse. I enjoy it all. And you know, not to veer off in one of those paths, but like even I don't really care much to watch live golf at the moment, but the discourse and the talking about it around it, I I am enthralled with at It's times. fascinating.
1: Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Do
2: you think uh, we're going to have another wave of huge defections this year and live? It's hard to believe that they spent that money to then like not continue to spend it like to, right. okay, we spent that. We're good. We like this roster. No, I think there's going to be, I hope it doesn't include another Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith. Right. I really, really hope. Cause that would be killer. But I have very little doubt that there's another six to ten defle- defections potentially of players that were really, I don't want to say miss because they're not, you know, we'll still see them. But, you know, yeah. It's what common- player going over would b- break your heart the most? Well, like, uh, like the player going over with the realistic chance of going over because, you know, I'm, like it seems like some of the, preeminent ones have really said no way. Right. Um, so like other than like a Rom Scheffler Rory Speeth JT. I think for me it'd be like a Hovland. That would suck. Yeah. Um, that would really suck. The this like team combo of a Cantley Xander would be such a kick in the balls, too, if they
1: left as a mm-hmm. as a package. Um for yeah. me, it'd be female. I think uh, yeah, he's such yeah. a. I feel like, and and I don't even know him, personally, but I feel like he's such a good and decent guy and a great player, a fascinating player. And him like going NWO on the PGA tour would just be like, oh, oh I can't believe you did him or Colin Morikawa. Either one of those two would just kill me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I hope they,
2: they will. We'll see again. My my views are like it's all from the window of a spoiled North American sports fan. True, and that's of what course. we are. Like we didn't grow up the leagues we love. Messi and Ronaldo would have played in the same one forever.
1: Yes, so, yes.
2: Like I get there's a worldview of sports, but my spoiled North American view of sports
1: really doesn't like live. Yeah, I hear you. I completely hear you. And like a Harold Varner he's transparent. I'm taking the money, you know, good for him, you know, and grew up not having it. He, he, he's It's life-changing money. I get it. Pat Perez. I totally get, you know, good for him. Uh, others, uh, I, I do, I would have more problems with, but then again, it's their money, their life. I get that too. Um, you ready to do some rapid fire questions here? Yeah, let's, let's dance. All right. Um, uh, let's see healing, uh, healing meditation says who wins? Henry uh, Olave for Cook and St. Brown. Henry and Olave, I'll take Henry and Olave. All right, Uh, I like it. Uh, Jay Red says, "Do I trust DPJ and Fournette?" I don't know if Fournette's going to play this week. Uh, People's Jones gets his first game with Deshaun Watson. What's you? What's what say you? Fence sitting. I don't. I don't really trust Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, two catches last week. It's tough. Tough to do so. All right, Zah says, who would you rather have for the rest of the season, Barkley or Kenneth Walker? Jeez, I'm going to say Barkley. I'm going to
2: say, yeah, I'm going to close, but Barkley. These rookies, man, they've played 12 games before in college. Sometimes they hit these December walls. The season gets real long. Not to say Barkley and his injury concerns, but Barkley's my pick.
1: I agree. All right. Uh, Nemo lady says, fire up Juwan Johnson for, for, or uh, in a flex or Darius Slayton or Richie James. I guess you have to, you know, who do you like there?
2: I mean, Johnson or Slayton. Johnson's been, been sneaky. I'm going to go. I, I hope they,
1: they bring me in Jameis and I'll say Johnson. All right. There you go. Uh Pat for Dobbins. Do you drop uh, Cordell Passon for Dobbins? No. All right. Or Would that's you? For, I, I wouldn't either. I get take the guy that's productive now. Uh, I I have been picking up Dobbins for free at least, but like I'm dropping like Allen Robinson. Finally, you know, excised ex- ex- him. So yeah, I, I not for a healthy, productive player. I wouldn't do that. Dak or Watson this week?
2: Ooh, Dak. But I've made a strong case for Watson. But Dak versus the Colts in prime time? Yeah. All right. Uh, Knox, Kmet, or Everett? Knox, Comet or Everett? Uh I'm going to go with Gerald Everett this week. The yeah, yeah little seam buster from Herbert, little confidence after that two-pointer last week. Comet for sure no with the QB situation. Knox it's always a yeah, Knox over Everett just cuz of the points, the total in that
1: game, game flow, yeah. Indeed. Last one, uh JS, uh, do we think Chase is coming back this week? Yeah. I yeah. do. I think he will be on a snap count, but I think there'll be passing plays. It's worth starting him. I think you have him. You start him this week. Yeah, you have
2: him. You start him. And Burrow has no fear to potentially turn the ball over
1: by letting him go get one. Right. And the Chiefs are vulnerable against the pass. I think this is going to be a ticket to the carnival sort of game. I hope so, at least. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. And I sort of like... Now that yeah, explosions for all of them. Now that Chase is back, in my opinion, like it all offsets from from Chase there. Now Boyd gets to go back into his little
1: fun, fun role and all
2: those toys for Burrow.
1: Just in time. We remember that uh, the first Bengals Chiefs game, uh, Chase just went nuts in that one there. Uh, Actually, we got one last question. Uh, KJ Frederick says, I've been playing uh, Foster Moreau. Yeah. Based off of matchups, uh, week 15, first week of the playoffs, should I s- you stick with him or stream tight ends, waiver wire tight ends, with the best matchup? Basically, is he is Morrow good enough to be an every week player?
2: Uh, as long as Waller's not there, I I honestly think so. And the Chargers yeah. don't really have coverage linebackers; they'll probably have to put everything into stopping Adams and Hollins. Uh, I like I like Foster. I. I'm probably going to start them this week myself. I don't, there's not going to be a better available like tight end based on expert ranks in a league than Foster right now. I think, indeed, indeed.
1: All right, that's all the questions. Appreciate everybody chiming in. Jeff, appreciate you taking an hour of your time. I know you're super busy. Uh, tell everybody where they can find your work.
2: Uh, you can find me weekly at Mayo Media Network. Uh, we're, we're talking football until the new year where all that fun golf stuff's going to start up again um for me i'd like sort of take a forced little golf off season in yep. in december i know there are some events there's the hero and and some things i like i gotta get away from it for a few weeks so just so Agreed. i can miss it and want it back and then uh, i'll get excited every week oddschecker.com will have my oddschecker.com us will have my weekly golf
1: outright picks from january on there you have it. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. And I, I do the same. I do the same in baseball a little bit. I just got to take some time off. Uh, you got a lot of irons in the fire and you got to keep, keep it fresh there. All right. So check them out, Mayo Media, Mayo Media Network, Odds Checker. You can follow Jeff on Twitter, Feinberg 17 uh, Please check out all their good work. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Good luck in week 13.
3: Take care.